Welcome to the Model Behavior Podcast, where we focus on the business of creating. I'm your host, Miranda Gadbury of The Gadbury Company. I'm a photographer, model advisor, and creative mentor. And on this podcast, I'll be sharing my personal experience around building a creative business, as well as featuring interviews from other creatives and artists such as models, creative directors, and other photographers. So stay tuned. I have a fantastic episode planned just for you. Welcome to the next episode of the Model Behavior Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Gadbury. Just so you guys know, a little inside scoop, we will be changing the podcast name to something else. I don't quite know what what yet, but it's coming. So just be prepared. Just know that. On today's episode... I'm going going to be interviewing Clarissa Ornalas. She is a signed Kim Dawson model, a Neiman Marcus stylist. She's a dear friend, and she's also the pose coach for my model teams. So without further ado, let's welcome Miss Clarissa. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. So to start out our episode, I'd like to ask you, what's the one thing that you are most proud of pertaining to your modeling career? I would say I'm definitely most proud of my resilience. I say that because even if I get any feedback or a no, I don't give up. Modeling is truly my my number one passion. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I absolutely love to do. And it's super, super easy to get stuck in it. And in the world of I can't do this, or I'm too skinny, or I'm too short, or I'm not right for this market. And it's just about not giving up and loving myself and really, really believing that. I think that's such an important thing to have is resilience, especially as an entrepreneur or as a creative. I think that through my experience with working through with models, not everybody sees their art and their talent as a business. And so the fact that you say resilience is something I can really relate to as a creative and as a photographer, because there are going to be times when you get told no, that you're not right for a job, even with photography. Like I couldn't go do wedding photography unless they wanted an editorial wedding. And the same thing is true for modeling or really for anything. So I think that you speaking about your resilience and that being the your most favorite part about yourself and finding that piece of yourself in this career, I think that's amazing. Thank you. So... Can you tell us, if anything, what else do you do aside from modeling? I'm actually a styling assistant for Neiman's as well. I get to see a lot of behind the scenes, insight into what the model bookers are interested in, what skills and looks stands out to them. And I also do pose coaching, um, which is an entirely different realm. It really helps me see other models' way of learning and how they take direction. And it helps me truly remain coachable. I get to learn from different people. For example, it's like when I'm the model, I'm a player on a football field in the moment reacting to a game. But as a coach, I'm truly on the sidelines noticing the opportunities to win the game and course correcting all the players. When I see an opportunity to correct someone under the pressure and under the lights, it really excites me and it gives me that comfort that I'm able to help someone out and and make them feel comfortable under all the pressure and the lights and all the people. And yeah, it's something that satisfies me. I like that you you say, you know, as a model, you have this ex- one experience, but then transitioning into a coach, 
it sounds like you have a lot of compassion um, for whoever is in the spotlight and who is under the pressure. And I think that that's so important because I could coach somebody all day and give them direction, but I've never been a model. I'm not in the spotlight constantly. So there's no way I could actually understand the pressures. I mean, I know I did a branding session for myself before and I completely froze. It was, I couldn't think of how to move my body differently. I didn't, I literally had a frozen face the whole time. And so <laughs> it's just incredible to me how you are able to relate to to the people that we do coach. And just seeing you, I know you coach with other people as well, but just seeing you work with my mini model teams or my teen model teams and even my adult teams, how you're able to pivot and acquiesce to how they learn is just very interesting to me because I've never seen anybody with that ability before and then I love how you say it it still is teaching you like you're teaching them but it's teaching you and that's an incredible value you offer thank you you're welcome what in your opinion is the best way to get your foot in the in the door as a model A good way to get your foot in the door is seriously social media. Right now, social media is such a big part in our industry. A lot of agents and clients are truly looking at your social medias before they book you for Mm. anything. They really want to see you authentically connecting with your audience and they want to see your lifestyle. Like, for example, if you want to do fitness modeling, a lot of athletic brands, they they seek out their models through social media because they live that lifestyle. They live that brand that they want. Um, And so another great way to get into the market is agencies. A lot of agencies, there's a lot of agencies here in Texas and a lot of states that you can submit through through their website online. And all you have to do is send in some digitals, which is some headshots, and they don't even have to be professional. They really can be taken on your phone and on a white wall in your room. If you really want it that bad, you will submit and do it. They'll just ask for headshots, straightforward full pictures side images of your your side profile so i would say study for sure before you start submitting so you say study what do you mean by study do you mean like look at the individual websites to see how they're taking their digitals or do they give you parameters on what to wear or what they what they want I would say when I say study the agency, I'm meaning as in what type of models do they have? If they look a little bit more edgy, if they look more commercial, do you fit into that market? Um, Also, like what type of digitals do they want to be submitted and what type of clothes? Some agencies will put on their website what type of images they want, of course, and what type of submissions they're looking for. And what type of height and what type of weight and all this stuff. So I would say just investigate that specifically if you do fit into their market just because it's also if you make your research you won't go into it being like they didn't choose me because they didn't want me or they didn't like me it's maybe because you didn't fit into their market but the next agency will work for you or the next one okay that makes sense so just to make sure we're clear so you're saying really look at the submission form and submit exactly what they're asking for. So what if you don't have those types of photos? What if you only have professional photos? You're saying, do it on your your cell phone. Yeah, do it on your cell phone. I mean, when I, I first started modeling and I got signed to my agency, I walked in with three pictures that I took on my phone and I went to CVS and printed them out. (laughs) 
Wow. That, that is nuts to me. Just as, as a photographer, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you printed those at CVS. Ah, my heart is breaking. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really good insight to know you don't have to have these images professionally done. You can take them on your phone, especially if you have an iPhone, like these cameras are insane on your iPhone. Be doing your research. I love that. So speaking of when you first started, can you briefly describe to us what it was like when you became a signed model? What happened? Um, when I became a signed model, I had, well, prior to me becoming a model, I had moved from New Mexico at the age of 18. I had just turned 18 and I moved out here on a leap of just really believing in myself and being like, I'm going to get signed. Um, so I moved out to Dallas and I'm like, I'm going to start a modeling career. And I walked into my agency currently, um, Kim Dawson, and I gave them my three images and (laughs) from my phone and they looked over them. They didn't really pay attention to the images. I think they were just kind of like, eh, but, um, yeah, they kind of introduced me to all the agents and, they asked me about myself and measured me, checked my height. Um, yeah, it just kind of gave me a contract to look over and I got signed the same day. So it was very exciting. That's insane. So I thought it was like an entire process and multiple weeks and all of that stuff. So you're telling me you just walked into an agency and gave them your ugly little CVS printed photos yes and they took one look at you and are like yeah we like this you're signed yes amazing (laughs) that's so incredible okay so how did your family react you were just freshly 18 in a new city like what how did they react to you wanting to become a model honestly surprisingly they were extremely supportive My parents are truly the type of parents that they want us to do what makes us happy. Yeah, they truly want to help us succeed in our careers in whatever we truly like and what works for us. So they were super, super excited to help me move and get my career started and everything like that. I had moved out to Dallas in less than two weeks. So my mom helped me literally pack up my whole room and moved me. She literally drove to me. I drove my car and she drove her car with all my stuff in it. And yeah, she literally moved me out to Dallas, which was so scary at the same time, just because I had literally just a trunk full of stuff. I had no bed. I literally, yeah, it was a whole experience for sure. Um, Yeah, they were super proud. They were honestly really proud. I love how you're like, I didn't even have a bed. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't have furniture, um, but I decided that's what I wanted to do. And they 100% supported me. I don't think everybody has parents like that. No. I think that's such a blessing. That's incredible for them to be that supportive. I, as a as a creative, I didn't have that kind of support. So that's incredible that you had that leg up of support from your family and they were willing to do that and help you. And even though it was scary, cause I, I can remember being 18 and just everything being so brand new and then coming from a very small bubble of a town into yeah. the big city of Dallas, yeah. starting a whole new career. That's just, that's incredible that you were able to make that way. Yeah. You have to, you have to. I feel like if you have the willing 
the power and you want to do something, you put your mind to it and you do it. I was super young also, so I didn't really think about my my thought process fully until I was moved in and I was like, oh, wow, I literally am living out here with no bed, no couch, (laughs) no nothing. My closet is just filled with clothes and a girl with dreams. I love that you didn't have the how yet, but you had the decision. You Mm -hmm. were like, I have the why. I want to be a model because whatever it was for you and you didn't worry about how you were going to be become a model and then you walked into that agency and they immediately signed you like Mm -hmm. that's so inspiring thank you you're 18 you're brand new you're in dallas you're a signed model what was your first job like what was it Ooh, good question (laughs) my first job was a shoe conclave for um Christian Louis Vuitton. Um, It was an experience for sure. The reason why I got this job in the first place, my audition was to go to the Neiman Marcus store downtown and go up there and try on a shoe. They were like, if this shoe fits, you will be in the show. If it doesn't, then you won't be in the show. Cinderella moment. A whole Cinderella moment. I was like, ah! I didn't know I didn't know what was gonna happen because I was like I don't know what size these shoes are like am I gonna fit in so I get up there and really chill they just hand me a shoe from a box they're like put it on and I put it on and I really made it squeeze in there because that shoe size was a six and at the time I was like a size eight seven and a half Mm. (laughs) so I was like this shoe is fitting in here with all my willing power I do not care (laughs) and then after the shoe fit they were like great awesome you're gonna be a part of the show um and then the show was actually like that friday or something i had went on like a tuesday and i just tried on the show and so they sent me all my information and through email and actually right before the show was about to happen i had to be on set literally the whole location shoot like the whole location of the runway show was changed they mm. emailed me. I think they had emailed me or gave me a call. And my agent was really, really worried because she was like, hey, they actually just changed everything. They changed it to a whole different warehouse. This is the address. Like, can you be here? Like, can you make it? And especially living in Dallas, all this traffic, it was like five o'clock. It was in the moment. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to be there. This is my first job. I cannot be late. And it was just super pressure. It was a lot of pressure, but it was so fun because I had just so much adrenaline. Um, But I made it, got there, and I got to see the runway. The runway was made out of wooden crates. So that was very shocking. Like pallets? Yes, wooden pallets. Oh, okay. (laughs) The wooden pallets. Um, And they were just kind of stacked up together, and they designed it into a little runway. And that was very interesting. I was like, oop, this is about to be something. (laughs) (laughs) This is about to be something. And so, yeah, we we got it going. The whole show is me just putting shoes on in a line with 10 other women and we would walk go back and put on another shoe fast and then continuously do that around until it was like 100 shoes wow yeah and the shoe to be clear did not actually fit to be clear the shoe absolutely did not fit (laughs) and every time we would go backstage and try on and put on a different shoe literally it was like hurry 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 like you know the runway shows and you see all the backstage chaos Mm. it was like shoes flying everywhere and this shoe needs to go next and put this shoe on and oh hurry you're next already like Mm. hop in that line and go and so 
you see a lot of you don't see the chaos behind all the prettiness in the front you know all of us modeling in the front and we go to the back and it's shoes flying everywhere and people trying to fix my dress and telling me to hurry because I need to be on the next set and yeah so it's just a lot of chaos but fun chaos for me at least so you loved it I loved it I thought it was a fun experience I feel like that's insane for your first job for sure for your first job I feel like that's a lot um but you didn't even dare complain, did you? No. I was super excited. I was wearing Christian Louis Vuittons. Of course not. Oh, man. I love that. So speaking of that, how did you build your network once you got that first job? How, how did you get to where you are now? Definitely connecting with people. I, I wasn't afraid to talk with other models. I mean, with the casting directors, with anyone that was around me, I would always say hi to them and greet them and start conversation with them. Just because it's such a small world. The industry is so small. Every time you go to a casting or a job, you're going to see someone that you know. Once you're in the industry, you're going to start seeing a lot of similar uh, familiar faces. And it's like, why wouldn't you say hi to each other? Why wouldn't you talk with each other? Why wouldn't you create that relationship with each other? So yeah, just really being opened and talking with people and just giving each other social medias and being like, hey girl, like if you ever need anything or if you're ever down to collaborate or do a TFP, just really talking with people and networking for sure. So I just heard you mention TFP and that brings me to my next question about how are you continuously developing yourself and what opportunities are you seeking out to practice? That's kind of how I prepare myself for okay. the next role, learn more about what I need to do. Continuously watching runway shows or even I get inspiration a lot from different models, even supermodels, people that are continuously working in the industry. I, I get a lot of inspiration from because they're in the position that I want to be in. How do you select opportunities in practice? Definitely. I seek out a lot of TFP that are a good fit to my brand. TFPs are one of the biggest things that has, I feel like, changed my career and that, ha- that has helped me develop myself and the way I move in front of cameras, in front of camera. And um, for example, when I met Miranda about a year ago, I, she had reached out to me through DMs and she had sent me a mood board and this, the location and this whole set that she was going to create. And she was inviting me to go model for her and um, get connected. And so I thought it was a really good idea. We had She had reached out to me a month prior to doing this shoot. And I really liked the concept. I thought it had fit great with my, with my portfolio and what I was needing. And it was something that I was needing to try out. I think it was more of like bridal, more flowy, just a different type of, of look that I had never done before. And it was really interesting to me. And so Mm. this shoot was actually two hours away. And this day it was snowing. We weren't expecting it to snow (laughs) at all. Um, But I still got up. I went and because I really wanted to, I really wanted to connect with Miranda. She truly had pushed me out of my comfort zone to go do something, like go outside and, and shoot in the snow. And who cares? Because now I look back at those images and I absolutely love them. And I'm like, I am absolutely so happy that I went out there and I was freezing my booty off. <laughs> but it was absolutely worth it because it was so fun. And in my in my head, that actually pushed me 
more with every other shoot to be like, you know what, you can do that for that image because that image, it's a memory. You're always going to have that image forever. So why not do the most? I love that you say that because honestly, that snow, like it was in the middle of snowmageddon and it was nuts. And I can't believe this girl actually showed up. I was completely blown away because I totally expected her to say, oh, there's ice on the road. I'm scared. Can we reschedule? I totally expected her to do that, but she didn't. She said, hey, I'm in route. And I was just so excited. And then when we got there, she was in this dress that literally was not warm whatsoever. It was sheer. It was very sheer. (laughs) And she just went out there and gave it her all. And every, every now and then she had to go back in and warm up and then she'd come right back out to be uncomfortable again for the shot. But it was, it was a great experience for me as well. I think I learned a lot about, you know, what it really takes to, to make those images great. And the fact that we only had snow for two days, like nobody else got images like that during that. For sure. Yeah. You know, like it's like an opportunity to not be missed. You have to. Yes. Yes. It was just, those are some of my most cherished images. And then now here we are. Yes. A year later. It's amazing. Yes. And that's why I say it's super important for you to stay connected and talk with people. You never know who, who's going to be on your team and is going to, is going to help you and push you and get you to where you want to be. So what I really got from that is like being willing to be uncomfortable. Like if the shoe doesn't fit, shove your foot in there. If you want that opportunity, if you don't know how to roller skate and you're at a roller skating shoot, be willing to be uncomfortable and be willing to fall so you get the shot. Let me tell you how many times I have, I fell whenever we recently just did the roller skate shoot with Miranda. I busted my butt a good six times. Like if I actually count it, I would say a good six times. Um, but it's something that I was like, I'm going to do it because I want these images and it's going to look so good. Yeah, it's going to look super cool. And it's just getting out of my comfort zone. Like maybe I do not know how to skate, but I'm going to sure as sure as heck try to and really do it. I want to get out of my comfort zone. I don't want to stay comfortable because if I stay, if you stay comfortable as a model, you do not you do not succeed. Being a model is being a blank canvas and continuously learning and and pushing yourself. I want to thank you so much for your time today and all of your insight. And I'd like to close this episode with telling people where they can find you online. You can find me on my Instagram. I am Clarissa Ornelas. I-A-M-C-L-A-R-I-S-S-A-O-R-N-E-L-A-S.